0: You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, The Docket.
1: What's up, guys? It's Alex, BingeMedia.net. Thank you for tuning in to The Docket. We are featuring the 1985 film Explorers, directed by Joe Dante, starring Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix. For this episode, we reached out to Eric Luke, the screenwriter of Explorers, to hopefully get an intro for this episode. And he came through for us. The problem was that the episode was already recorded and edited and was set to publish by the time we received it. So we're going to include it here at the beginning. Eric talks about the ideas and inspiration that led to the story of Explorers, and he also talks about that third act. That crazy, crazy crazy-ass third act. Thank you guys for listening,
0: and now, Eric Luke. Hi, this is Eric Luke, screenwriter of Explorers. Explorers started as an original idea. After graduating from UCLA film school, i have been trying to break into the film industry. I wrote a couple of scripts and was not having much luck. So I finally went back to a childhood dream that I'd had that uh, was right around the time when Neil Armstrong was actually walking on the moon. And I had uh, pretended that I had my own spaceship and... uh, went out in the backyard and sat in a garbage can and had my brother and sisters uh, pretend to be ground control, and we got to go to the moon ourselves. So, uh, all these years later, I went back and actually made all of that come real with this script, and that was the one that finally took off for me, which taught me a lesson about um, writing what you know. As far as script changes, uh, the third act really kept changing all the way through development. In the first draft, it was more of a high adventure, like the ones I'd enjoyed when I was a kid. Um, The Byron Haskin film, Robinson Crusoe on Mars. Uh, There was the 1964 First Men in the Moon with those uh, Ray Harryhausen effects, which really fired my imagination. So I went back to those, too, uh, for inspiration. But it never quite worked, and finally when Joe Dante came on board, uh, he had the idea that the aliens were eventually revealed to be kids also, and that uh, they had been watching those old science fiction films and had their take on it as aliens, um, which ultimately was the most interesting way to approach it, and also, as Joe often does, it uh, pulled the rug out from any expectation that there would be an E.T. sort of uh, cosmic um, exchange at the end, and it became very commonplace, uh, and just kids being kids, which was great. Current projects at uh, audible.com. I have an audiobook uh, called Interference, which is about an audiobook that kills, and uh, you start to realize that you are listening to it. And now, enjoy The Docket, only on Binge Media.
2: That was the best acting I've ever seen in my whole life.
0: That's the real magic of the movies, and don't let anybody tell you different. And by the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. And why the fuck are you wasting my two precious
3: hours with your movie?
2: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to The Docket, the new show on BingeMedia.net. Uh, everyone has their... List of films that they haven't seen and pl- and they plan on seeing. This is that show uh, where one person has a specific film on the docket and the other person has seen it. So this is that conversation. I am Pete Setnik and I'll be talking to Alex about the 1985 film. Explores what's up, Alex. Oh my god. Well, what's going on, kid? I didn't know we were bringing these uh intros to to the docket. I thought we had to check them at the door. I checked mine. Um you should also check the name on that door. <laughs> it says Alex, I guess. Well, there's no
1: door and there's no name on <laughs> okay. it. <either>,
2: okay. So. <laughs> well, welcome to the docket. You've been here before. Thank you. I have. <laughs> um yeah, we're going to be talking about Explorers, this 1985 film. Uh, directed by Joe Dante, written by Eric Luke. Do um, <clears throat> you have anything to say before I fly through the the plot here before we get into discussion? Um, no. Other
1: than you are the first person <laughs> that I've heard talk about this
2: movie, and the only and probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I did a little reading on the old wiki, mm. which took four seconds. Yeah, <laughs> um, and just saw like it was just. It just seemed like to be horrible timing for this movie.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like
1: really, really bad like the worst timing. Um I don't know if you have any details on that or we could talk about it or if you plan to get to that, but uh
2: I got uh yeah, yeah we'll we'll get to that. But okay. let, me just yeah, go, yeah. Go, let me go over the plot real quick for people that have not seen or heard about this movie. So this movie centers around three teenage boys, Ben, Wolfgang, and Darren. Uh, Ben is played by Ethan Hawke, young Ethan Hawke. Wolfgang is played by young River Phoenix. Uh, So Ben experiences vivid dreams about flying in the sky and above city like circuit board, circuit board a tree, circuit tree or whatever. Uh, So the boys, yeah, circuit circuit board a tree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So the boys use these sketches that uh, Ben can remember from the dream, and they code it into a computer. And use that information to make their homemade spaceship out of a tilt a whirl fly to space. Mm-hmm. And uh we'll save the third act for, for later. Um, <laughs> and, and they meet and they meet aliens. <laughs> okay, so besides um me talking about this. I'm guessing you didn't know anything mm-hmm. about this, or uh, didn't know of this movie. Um, am I? The,
1: that... I didn't know of this movie. I didn't know anything about this movie. And yeah. like I said, um, you know, once once you start drilling down, you're like, "Fuck!" It's a young Ethan Hawke. Uh, this is River Phoenix. You know, like in his, I, I guess you could say, in his prime. I mean, the 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 guy with the kid at the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was just he was just reeling them off in the mid '80s, and I remember you sent me a, a gif. Of young from the movie, yeah, and you're like River Phoenix is in there, and I was like, oh, that looks like young um, I forget his name, Chris whatever in in uh, Stand By Me, like oh, yeah, it looks yeah. like he's like right around that same age. Um, yeah. So other than that, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of at a loss with with Explorers. I mean, when I, once I started looking into it, I was like, oh shit, Joe Dante, like is that Ethan Hawke, Re- River Phoenix, sci-fi movie, mid '80s, like. How did did I not ever hear this?
2: What can go wrong?
1: Right? (laughs) A lot can go wrong. (laughs) We're talking about Joe Dante here.
2: Yeah. So Joe Dante is hot off of uh, Gremlins at this point. So uh, here's a little clip of uh, Joe Dante about how he came to direct this. Here we go. Uh,
3: Anyway, I I started getting scripts from people, and all of a sudden they wanted to cash in on the new director who just made a movie that made a lot of money. And uh, so the script for Explorers was given to me. And it was top secret. I had to read it in the presence of the person who brought it, who then took it away with them. And uh, every copy of the script had a number on it and a stamp that you couldn't copy it. This was actually very common in in those days. Having come off of uh, a very difficult movie grounds, uh, which was very tiring and exhausting, uh, I felt that this looked like a smaller movie. That it was going to be easier to make it's three kids building a spaceship, they go to outer space. I thought this, I can handle this. This sounds like Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And, um, and I think I, I, can, I can probably handle it. The problem was that the script was interesting, but it didn't have a third act, and uh, it needed some work. And um, when I signed on, I was concerned about the uh, short schedule because the studio wanted this on that particular date. We- so, <clears throat> yeah. So
2: that third act if you if you've seen this movie you know is a little uh, mm-hmm. it's a little rough. So it was, mm-hmm. I I guess you can't put the blame on Joe Dante there.
1: <laughs> no. No. That was like one of one of the funnier parts reading that Wikipedia page too. Was him not- just being like, eh, and then we had to just make it up as we went along. It's like, yeah, you can you can tell you can tell.
2: Yeah, yeah. It gets a little rough. I was going to give you a little warning, but. Uh, you did. <laughs> okay. You did. You know, uh, never mind the third act. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm guess. Okay. So before watching it, you kind of alluded to it earlier. Were you expecting like Goonies, Stand By Me, stuff like that? Like, I think I expected more of, like, Flight of the Navigator,
1: Last okay. Starfighter kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, spending way more time in space. Mm. That's what I thought it was going to be. Gotcha. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll get to it, like, as you roll out the acts and everything, but um, I that's what the first act of the movie kind of sets up, too. So I don't yeah. think I'm wrong with these fucking expectations, Pete. Yeah. Me.
2: So in, like, Act 1, there's uh, Ben. He's dreaming about, like I said, these, this circuit board, this coding or whatever, and he gets with the friends. Mm-hmm. And um, Wolfgang is working on some kind of um, flying sphere that he can manipulate and maneuver with his computer. So he takes the the code from the computer and he's able to expand this, this orb as big as kind of how he wants it. And then they... I'm guessing we're <clears throat> we're getting into the second act a little bit, but these kids are kind of one's a nerd, one's like a kid from like the other side of the tracks, and then you have kind mm-hmm. of um, I don't know, like the uncool kid. I mean, he's he's not a, really a geek as much as Wolfgang is, but Darren's just like coming from like a broken home.
0: Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Ben's
2: just hasn't found his place in life. I think he's just kind of like a movie geek at the, at this point in this. Uh, in the sci-fi
1: geek, yeah. He's watching yeah. War of the Worlds. He loves the comic books. He saves them.
2: Yeah, and that could be why, uh, you know, he was getting these dreams. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Dude, but, I, I love this opening. I think it's I think it's so creative. I think it's one of the better openings that I've seen for this type of movie. Whoa. Um, Sci-fi-wise, like graphic-wise. Yeah. Just, just graphic-wise, you know what I mean? Like it just looks so – like I – It sold me just on the opening. You know what I mean? Like, I love the colors. I love the circuit tree.
2: Yeah.
1: I love that we're hovering (laughs) over it. And then we get to see, like...
2: (laughs) (laughs) That caught me off guard. I'm like, I've heard that before. It
1: was was from five minutes ago. Callback, I guess. (sighs) Um, So, yeah. And I I love that it ties... Like, we're brought in to why we're seeing the circuit boardetry. tree. The you know what I mean?
2: portraiture thats the key to this whole thing.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I like that it's tied to something, and it's not just like here's all this cool like visual shit that we put a lot of the budget in. Yeah. Um,
2: Very early and CGI, and
1: then, it, and then it just cuts to like real world. But it, even though it kind of does, you're going into like Ben's head.
2: Yeah. You're in Ben's head. I mean, he's the he's the key to this to the uh, I guess the code. I guess we'll call it. But you know, Mm -hmm. it's real quick. They're not laying on this code too much as like part of a huge plot of the film. Um, Mm -hmm. But they're they're just regular kids like you and I. And uh, you know, he's got a crush on a girl. They do manipulate. I mean, I don't want to get to building of the spaceship yet because I want to say that's like second act stuff. But
1: uh, you're going you're going real quick there, buddy. Real world, real world. Um. Well, let's do that. We didn't even get your backstory to this. I know we're a little bit going into the first act here, but uh,
2: so my- I want to I
1: wanna know. Like this is this is what I know you as explorers guy,
2: yeah, drummer guy, yeah,
1: parts a lot,
2: yeah. Ben Sounderson. That That's the back of my baseball card is all those stats. <laughs> it just
1: listed like that? Yeah, Why weird. do you have a di- – you have different stats than everybody else in your baseball card. I know. Card.
2: Everyone's got like RBIs. I got yep. fart, fart BIs. <laughs> fart BIs. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, yeah, so would,
1: is this like a theater experience for you? Like what's going on?
2: It couldn't have been – I was five I don't think my dad brought me to this. Uh, He – because the thing is I was very restricted with the things that I watched as a kid and uh, there was like a – What was that like? I didn't know any better so I just thought my dad (laughs) – was great, right? Yeah. I just thought my dad was – he didn't want me to watch anything bad, him or my mom. So uh, he would actually watch all the movies first. That's smart. And then he would let me watch them. But maybe maybe something like this. I, this may be PG. I'm not uh, 100% sure right off the top. Um, I'll look it up later. But, you know, with safe movies like this, this is like a rental. And then, yeah. you know, if I rented this at six or seven, this like blew my mind. It's just like. Just kids around the block that you're friends with, you build something, which I did as a kid, whether it was like a skate skate ramp or a fucking treehouse. It's just like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, we could take this to this fort we made, we could bring to space. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, and I'm like these kids that are in the movie. I'm, you know, I wasn't, I mean, at six, you're not the fucking sports star, but I wasn't like the, the cool kid. I was just a movie fan. Loved, you know, movies and shit. So this was wait. This so was... they're what? 12, 12 years old. Yeah, I think 13? so. Yeah, I think they're, yeah, I think so. They go to junior high. So it's
1: probably around there 11 to 13 or something. Right. Yeah. There, right.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I like, I mean, it's pretty typical for eighties movies, right? You get the three kids from three different backgrounds. They all come together for a fucking job or whatever. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how little kid <laughs> heist jobs they're doing, but, uh, <laughs> that's pretty typical for the time, you
2: know? Yeah, I think, it, uh, I like that formula. I'm a sucker for that mm-hmm. that formula. Like you are the suckers, the sucker for the getting the team together, right? The, yes. The, the fucking replacements, the Ocean's mm-hmm. Eleven, shit like that. Like this is, yeah. This is kid version of it.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and we get a nice little montage later too, which is not only indicative of the '80s, but of uh, you know something that we like, and yeah. um, I, I think every fucking good movie needs one.
2: You need a montage I you to this day. It's not a good movie unless you had a montage. Exactly. Um. So this probably wasn't on your docket for too long, probably just because I was bringing it up to you. I well, was- I
1: mean, it, when when it came down to the the amount of hosts that we were going to have and the structure of the show and the movies we wanted to watch with the other hosts. Yeah. Like Explorers was just the first one that came to my head for you.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was like, I've never seen that, so that's perfect. And it's weird that I always bring this up because I don't have a lot to back it up to say this is like (laughs) the most amazing movie ever. It's just something that uh, traveled with me through time to where I am now. Like I used to watch this as a kid. I own the DVD. This thing inspired me as a kid. This was so great. Mm -hmm. And then I just keep bringing it up. And then mm-hmm. you know, if I'm on the stand and people are like uh, Pete, what's why is this the greatest movie ever? And i like, I never said it was. I just like <laughs> <it,"> you know, <laughs> well, it's, you know, we're here now. We're That's here now. That I'm on the stand right now, I guess. But it's uh, exactly yeah. It's easy... Why is
1: this your favorite movie of all time?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a jury of one. It's a jury of one. Um. Okay. So you kind of thought this was uh, Flight of the Navigator ish, Last Starfighter. Now, do you like those yeah, movies?
1: Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen them in a while. Watch them when I was uh, a kid. Yeah. But, um, and th- those movies, you know, Never Ending Story, which is more fantasy than a sci-fi. Uh, those are the, the movies, like those little kids sci-fi movies were just fucking perfect growing up. Especially yeah, so if you had like a really active imagination. Maybe if you didn't, it still worked for you. But I, um, you know, I still, I, I, I don't know. It was yep. just uh, it was just a good fucking time period, I guess. Yeah, you know? and I
2: told you, uh, kind of going into it, I kind of prefaced, like, just put your 80 glass, 80s glasses on, pretend you're, you're a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of set you up with how you should uh, watch this. Because you can't just tell someone to watch this and expect them to get it. But you, coming from NeverEnding Story, Last Starfighter, all these... 80s yeah, yeah, sci-fi so I have... adventure movies you, mm-hmm. it, this this is a good this is in that folder I I think I think it's there it's just it just yeah. wasn't um I guess readily available or in the theater for long I think
1: well it got uh, killed it didn't. That, that's what I was talking about with the horrible timing. It just got fucking murdered.
2: Yeah. Speaking of speaking of murder, I got a little Ethan Hawke here talking about the uh, failure of this uh, picture. All right. here we go. It became, I think, a really defining experience for me, explorers, because of its. It was a massive failure <laughs> uh, at the time. It, you know, it it came out. It was supposed to be this big hit. They spent
0: a lot of money on it, and it really. I don't yeah. think it got one good review, and nobody went to see it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> poor Ethan yeah that guy's never going to have a career
1: <laughs> yeah I don't remember him having that deep of a voice <laughs> in, uh, in the movie he seemed like a little kid but I don't know it's maybe drug- this was uh, an interview from a year later who knows he went through
2: a puberty <laughs> drugs are a hell of oh I was going to say drugs is a hell of a drug that's the wrong line
1: oh my god <laughs> you're not editing that out leave that in <laughs>
2: edit what's that yeah that-
1: <laughs> drugs a hell of a drug.
2: They are. I hear I drugs that same healthy. ring
1: as uh, cocaine does. Still, no, fun, it though. doesn't. Um, just another uh, little tidbit. Yeah. Uh, it it released on the weekend that Live Aid was being broadcast. That's right. And That's that was right. such a huge thing for the fucking for the entire world. The world, the whole world watching, and fucking your movie. That you pretty much made up the last act of.
2: Hey, if you're not watching Live <laughs> Aid on TV, go to the local theater and watch these nerdy kids build a spaceship. Hey, Pete, we're all watching our Live Aid. You want to come and sit down with us? Shut up! Go to watch Explorers! <laughs> no good musicians there anyway. Oh, God. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have known one musician that was playing Live Aid at that time.
1: And also, the previous week, Back to the Future opened.
2: Oh, God. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just not not good timing all around for this. Uh,
2: it, it's and it's uh, it's at the right time as far as like year for this film. Summer, yeah, mm-hmm. summer '85. Yeah, summer. summer of '85. And the director, not that like I think kids my age were like, oh my god, the director of Gremlins sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Like as an '80s kid, I didn't know who directed what. Yeah, yeah, same. You just didn't know. You're like, oh, th- that trailer looked cool, and that guy's in it cool.
1: Exactly.
2: So Mm -hmm. um, let's dive into a little bit of Act 2 here where Mm -hmm. we're getting into this – now that they know that they can make this orb um, fly and get it to any size they want, they realize, well, we need to make a spaceship. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they go to like a local junkyard and they find this tilt-a-whirl, which is uh, like that spinning – uh, ride you yep. see at roller coasters that make me f- friggin barf every time I'm on them, <clears throat> but I go mm-hmm. on them because I'm like, Oh, this time it'll be great. And it's not, uh,
1: I have so much fun, but I end up puking. Yeah, <laughs> this time, uh,
2: I, I love this ship so much. I love the fact that they're so taking everyday objects like just a television monitor, mm-hmm. uh, their keyboard for their PC, the uh windows, like, that they find in the junkyard. Like, I just fucking love this so much. This is so tangible mm-hmm. for my mind to process and go, oh, yeah, my friends and I can do this, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is yeah, weird. You ever see, like, glue or screws or or glue or anything? They're just, like, placing things? No, it,
1: yeah, they're not, <laughs> yeah. They're not welding anything. <laughs> they're not soldering or anything. Not even soldering anything. <laughs> but they barely solder something. You know, fucking, uh, Wolf, Wolfie, has a soldering gun, or his dad does. Fucking James Cromwell. Yeah, did you get excited when you see him? I got really excited when I saw James Cromwell and the the uh, bully kid from uh, I think it was Stand by Me. Yes, yeah, yeah. In the Background, Who's also uh, tight cast played a bully.
2: Yeah, Bra- Bradley Gregg is. is uh, there you go. There yeah. you
1: go. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So, Ian, you oh, were... Yeah. But I was going to say about the spaceship. um, I'm actually the opposite. The Tilt World was always my favorite ride. No, uh, I love I, the
2: ride. I just get sick on it all the time.
1: Yeah, I just, I'm
2: not <laughs> I think because I
1: just wasn't a little bitch. Oh, is that? And it? That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't on my baseball stack card.
2: <laughs> I, I mean,
1: see. I'm not saying I had RBIs and fucking HRs either, though. No, Tilted World was always my I, I just don't get nauseous on those kind of rides. Good for um, you. That was my favorite <laughs> that was my favorite ride. So when they pull up with it, I'm like, that's a fucking perfect spaceship. Right? That's what you would want. You would want a kind of like orb thing. Mm-hmm. You want to fucking you want to grab shit from the uh, from the junkyard. I mean it's it's a perfect sphere. Yep. And then you got your homeboy who's like, Oh, you were the, just a the poor kid. Nope, he knows how to fucking fix shit. Yeah. He sees the little battery. He's like, hmm, I could do something with
2: that. Darren, yeah, Darren. <clears throat> Darren, yeah. I like Darren a lot, too. Right? He's a, he's a cool character. He's low-key. I think the acting of these kids is really great. They're not over the top. I totally agree. They are so low-key and realistic here.
1: I mean, it's I guess it's not a surprise that young Ethan Hawke and young River Phoenix aren't, like, over the top or anything.
2: Mm-hmm. Because they're
1: fucking really good actors. Yeah. I guess yeah. Darren would have, would have been the... Uh, the odd choice, maybe the um, what am I trying to say?
2: The whatever, well, right? like, you the, know. The the, the, the least, uh, maybe professional.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe just be like <clears throat> the odd man out in terms of like acting with those two, those yeah, two kids,
2: shops and stuff. <clears throat> but
1: he's good, man. He's good. You know, he shows up. He fucking saves, saves Ben. Fucking yeah. walks away. Super cool.
2: So cool. Yeah, so cool. But comes from uh, alcoholic dad. You know, abuse, mm-hmm. abusive family. You never even you never even get into. You just kind of – it's a few lines of dialogue and I think you just hear – they're outside the house and you just hear him yelling mm-hmm. uh, inside while they're outside. I think that's it. But you get the point across really well. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, I did think about that. I'm like, well,
1: I do like these kids and I, I like Darren, so maybe we should see more of them. But you don't want to see that. You don't want to see what he's going through, especially if this is PG movie. Little kids are watching this. Maybe a little kid is like Darren. He doesn't want to fucking be revisiting this shit. Exactly. Because you do see – you do see Ben's house. Yep. You see Wolfie's house.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to see
1: Darren's. It's just Wolf fucking this to her.
2: Wolfie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird. You would think, like, Wolfgang would ask James Cromwell for a little help in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Dad, how do I uh... – but well, I guess he didn't need the help, but – Uh. And then Amanda Peterson, who plays Laurie, is the uh, crush that Ethan Hawke's character has on,
0: mm-hmm. which is
2: like a kind of like a side um, story. It's not the main story, but I think he the whole point of getting the spaceship off the ground at first is kind of just the spy on her in her bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing they
1: think about. Yeah. Also, they're 14. So, like, I don't blame them because at 14, I would, too. Yeah right. You know, let's put pictures, spy on her, yeah. and then they're like, "Where's the first? Where's the first place we go? The girls' gymnasium." Like they're just fucking horny little kids. It's yeah, they want to
2: be in places that they've never been before. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, start... and it's not. <laughs> it <starts laughs> you start start on
1: Earth with a female.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: um, what I was gonna say was, uh, um, for this time, yeah, uh, it's it still works though because you do have a lot of that shit, but it's. You do have, in terms of um, just kind of like being down on females and stuff like that and misogynistic, yeah, let's go spy on them. But that's more like revert, Revenge of the Nerds. Like, so it's creepier. You yeah. know, like a lot of 80s movies have that. Revenge of the Nerds is probably the biggest example yeah. of just, you know, spying and date rape and all this shit. But these kids are
2: 14. You know, Yeah, they're I mean? not spying on her changing or anything like that. Right. She's just exactly. like on the phone in her room. Like, it's harmless spying. Totally. But they could have went up at the wrong time too. They went up at the yeah. non-perfect time between 8:30 mm-hmm. and 9, I guess. Okay. So, they do get the uh oh, so before they get they go to space, I think Wolfgang creates like the uh the, the oxygen that yes. they they can, they can they can make to get up to space. And before they actually go up to space, they they're cruising around town in this thing and and uh visits the um Drive in theater, which is kind of like a cool little setting. And, and, I dude, yeah. i
1: I go no, go finish.
2: And I was gonna say like it's combined with the people that are there watching this sci-fi movie and then yeah. their ship kind of flies over all the cars and everyone in the audience thinks like it's part of the movie or a three D yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kinda of dug silly. that. Yeah. What were we... And the
1: couple in the co- in the car with the yeah, guy yeah. who's like in the, almost every eighties movie? Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Dude, I love this fucking scene so much because I think it encapsulates exactly what a 13 or 14-year-old kid or, you know, whatever, 12 or whatever, uh, what they would do. It's like, all right, we can go anywhere we want. And the first thing they do is just, like, check out their fucking town because they've never been outside their town, you know?
2: Yeah, and seeing it from above either.
1: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's pretty fucking cool. I I really, really dug that scene. It It just felt like genuinely, like, adolescent.
2: That's that's what I think is the glue to <clears throat> to this movie more than some other uh, maybe some other sci-fi adventure movies where this at this point in the movie feels mm-hmm. tangible and realistic whether whether you can make something f- you know fly with a a code on your fucking PC computer in the eighties
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: making the ship with stuff around the house and and junkyards and just flying lo- around locally. It's like kind of like uh, the first time Iron Man flies, he's just flying around you know, <laughs> the, yeah, the Santa Monica pier and shit just locally. It's kind of like that same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just like they're just trashing the concession stand. Oh my god. It's fucking great.
2: Yeah, and they're not the greatest pilots either. They, they uh, do fuck up and crash into shit uh, a ton. But, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they Absolutely. do develop this uh, oxygen ship so they can go to space. I think that was just so people don't say, well, who are do they doing in space? The oxygen. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's probably why they invented that because I wouldn't even have thought anything, I think. If they
1: but they just f- get rid of that gimmick pretty quick, don't they?
2: Yeah, I think it's once they – is it once they land into the – Ship? Or is it once they go into the atmosphere? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I, I think
1: it's when they land on the ship, yeah. I think you're and right. they, test they get it like, out. uh Yeah. They get, like, tracker, tractor beamed in, don't they?
2: Yes, yes. Oh. <clears throat> so I think at that point, that, I think that kind of encapsulates that third act right there. So Second act. Second act. What did I say? You said third act. Oh, my God.
1: God damn it. Hey, if you want to leave that at third act, i will be
2: fine with no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, as far as uh, the second act, once – I guess we could say before they get tractor beamed into the mothership or the spaceship. At this point, are, are you are you cool with this so far? As far as – Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, up until – let's see. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it, it's literally up until they get tractor beamed into the ship, which I think is kind of a natural progression. You know, like – the ufo thing has come up a couple of times you know they run into the helicopter which is pretty funny oh, yeah. um and <sighs> yeah it's 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 the ship it's everything after the ship
2: that's where it gets rough I, I, okay so
1: <clears throat> super oh. rough i mean yeah. it turns <laughs> into
2: oh god damn it
1: oh my god it it fucking turns into like peewee's playhouse or something
2: yeah, actually, you do. I think you even hear uh, Pee Wee Paul Rubens voice coming out of the alien at one point. What? Oh no, wait. Am really? I wrong? No, maybe I'm thinking of Flight of the Navigator. Cause Flight of the Navigator. Paul Rubens is in it. Okay, so maybe right. I'm wrong. Well, because c- the before uh, real quick, the aliens that they run into talk in movie clips and TV clips. So maybe I'm just uh, confusing them. Gotcha. The two yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do have, um, before we get up to space, uh, one of the local, I guess, cops? Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the... Sheriff? Uh, the sheriff. I forget his name. But he's from Gremlins. I think he drives... Yep. Right? He drives the plow or something or gets killed mm-hmm. in the plow. Love he's the, that guy.
1: Uh, gun store owner in uh, Terminator, the first Terminator. Yeah. Recognize it from that.
2: This, this guy's great in this movie because he is us yes now yes who wished and is jealous of these kids that are can fly and go to space this was his dream as a kid
1: so i love the turn
2: yes yeah
1: but it but the turn though man it's i want more of that that's fucking super interesting is there's a whole story there yeah other than just him, he had that same dream when he grew up. but when we first meet him, he's in the uh he's in the helicopter with the other guy he's on the fucking the microphone, you know saying, "Hey, you know we're gonna yeah we yeah. we order to shoot you down or something like that, and you think he is the antagonist, you think he's the bad guy, you think you know these kids are going on this fucking space or uh, space shuttle adventure or whatever, and he's the guy. And the man, right? The sheriffs, the police, yeah. they're the ones that are gonna fucking take him down. The fact that it doesn't happen, I absolutely love that.
2: Oh, that's good. Because it could go that way very easily. It could, but it didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so frustrating.
2: That's why I had to get
1: so passionate about my love for this turn. Because it doesn't go anywhere. If it went somewhere, then you know there's a lot more uh critiquing going on, but it just fucking doesn't go anywhere. It's a little frustrating.
2: Yeah. But I like the where the character went, whether we got anything out of that. Um, yeah, that sucks. There, there's no payoff there. Like almost like if there was like an end scene where Ethan Hawke went up to the guy or something and gave him maybe like an artifact from space or something like that. Just to, yeah, to like, tie it all around. Maybe. Yeah. But I do like the idea of like this guy was these kids and – Wanted what they have now. Like the 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 highest flying honor this guy has is like mm-hmm. helicopter. Helicopter one. On that.
1: That's yeah. it. <laughs> he didn't fucking drive the helicopter. He's a helicopter <laughs> He's passenger sitting bitch. Yeah, the guy that's twenty years his his uh, younger is like you fucking sit there a little bitch. Maybe next week you could drive.
2: <laughs>
3: Maybe next week I'll late, hit lessons. that button.
2: Okay, so let's. Let's chop down this third act now. So yeah. third act is they go up to space. They get beam, sucked beamed into a spaceship that is piloted and hosted by <clears throat> two aliens, a um, brother and sister, I believe. Uh, their voices are uh, Neek and Whack. I think the, uh, the male. Mm-hmm and um they are the comic relief of this um picture they the costumes are horrendous they almost look like uh, like baseball mascots like mm-hmm. that you saw, that you see at minor league games that they're just like well, this is the fucking the fucking Atlanta Aliens this is what we came up with <laughs> <laughs> It's like they
1: like they tested out Gremlins 2 other like gremlins first <laughs> But like bigger so They're like, yeah. all
2: right, you <laughs> know a little
1: something here. A little squishy, a little slimy.
2: But as it turns out, these two aliens, these brother and sister, they are kids as well. Right? So they are goofy, they are childish, they are playful. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which you don't know right right away. You just think that they are two adult aliens. Just being stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: okay let's let's pause here <clears throat> okay. um and okay so where as soon as you see these aliens are are you uh picking up your phone what are you what are you doing here
1: i'll be honest with you i have yeah. i have very little memory of i watched it twice very <laughs> little memory yeah. of this entire third act guess what Look, this,
2: this is a very forgettable act because when I think about this movie, all I think about is the tilt of the world ship, like it, you know, and the three kids. It's very yeah. forgettable. This ending. There's a lot of downtime here. They're like laying it's, around, just talking it, to each other. All they're doing is talky, talky, talky. I, and I think like the biggest
1: thing that I remember from it, I I literally watched it fucking three hours ago, <laughs> is for the second time. Is
2: uh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> And Joe Dante <laughs> thanks you
1: uh, fuck Joe Dante um <laughs> I'm just kidding kind of. okay. no. um ah! half a t- half the time fuck Joe Dante, <laughs> let's just put it that way um <laughs> all I remember was like, yeah, you guys just you guys just blow each other up, so you guys do, yes, which... I just remember that whole conversation, and then them showing like the footage the, the footage and all that stuff. So it must have been on phone time during that time.
2: Well, yeah that, that that's kind of like the most real, real depressing part of this is that the aliens, the
1: ending, like, right? Yeah,
2: they just see they watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> they watch the news and think that's what Earth is. They are
0: is all about, yeah.
2: and they're so scared to come down because they think we just fight all the time down here.
0: Yeah. They don't mm-hmm. want
2: any part of it. Well, nothing's changed since eighty-five, but no, not at all. <laughs> Maybe
1: that's they shouldn't what watch. They, the don't... News. they shouldn't watch the news. That's what I would
2: have <laughs> said. Yeah, watch the news. what are you doing? Uh, but they do know, like radio, right? They uh, they play a little mm-hmm. Will Richard, little Richard yep, song. Yep.
1: They know uh, pop culture references. <laughs> references. Th-
2: this is a tough act to salvage and save. I'm doing my best Mm -hmm. here to just kind of like explain it because not much is going on. It's basically just the them saying, Hey, we're not as bad as you think we are on earth based on this, the stuff you see. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, but they are kids, the, the, the two aliens. And then they have their father figure. Who's a very angry, angry man. Um, Just so, pissed off that these humans are on board. Uh um, yeah, it's like Darren's dad. Yeah. Wasted. No, I don't know if he's wasted.
1: Just but, less drunk, yeah.
2: So, um oh my god, I'm trying to patch this third act up as best I can. Please chime in if you can. I think they just they, they get bo- they they get on board, they leave. Nothing really happens with the aliens. I think they um <laughs> like w- I think they give what do they give? Uh, they give Ben something or Wolfgang something?
1: Oh, they give they give Wolfgang. Um,
2: oh shit! What do they give them?
1: They give them. Don't they give them like some kind of like token or like totem or something that makes it easier for them to travel?
2: Yes, 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 yes. So they can. So they, yeah. So they can travel kind of like whenever they want.
1: Right, right, right. And um, it could be the three of them in that like dream state. Or something. Oh, here Where they're go. like floating, right?
2: Here we go. I'm going to read a little wiki right now. Wack and Neek's father allows the Thunder Road. Oh, that's the name of their ship, by the way. Thunder Road. Yeah, Thunder Road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and its crew to depart. After Wack and Neek give the boys a parting gift, which is an amulet, which according to the extraterrestrials is the stuff that dreams are made of. Um, the boys make it safely back to Earth, but a malfunction results and them crashing the Thunder Road into the yeah, neighborhood yeah. lake. Uh, now they're back to square one, or they think. A week later, Ben has a dream at school in which he envisions another vast circuit board a tree while flying through more clouds overhead. This time, thanks to Wack and Neek's amulet, Ben is joined in the dream by Wolfgang, yeah. Darren, and Lori. Because in the beginning of the movie, Ben is the only one that's having He's the, the only dreams. one, yeah. So I think the amulet is allowing his whole crew to have and experience these dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, they proclaim that the circuitry is really complicated and wonder where this one will take them once they've constructed it. Laurie then smiles at Ben while holding his hand, and this is all happening, I think, over credit and stuff like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's
2: basically the end of the movie which is kind of uh, a very weak third act and a very weak ending because it doesn't really set up anything yet. It may set up that they're all able to have the circuit board dream and they don't know mm-hmm. where it could take them, but that is very – it's very weak.
1: Hopefully Ben gets laid. I,
2: I, right? Probably. That girl's dead, by the way. Who, Lori? Yeah. Damn. What uh, happened? Uh, I think it's accidental drug overdose. She was like arrested like eight times in her life. Oh, okay. Do you ever see Can't Buy Me Love? With yep. the She's the lead. She's She's the girl. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: <clears throat> yeah, so uh, hmm. I think she had a rough, yeah, rough uh, growing growing ups. Growing ups. She was Darren, Darren's dad, I guess. <laughs> growing up. Okay, so yeah, Amanda
1: Peterson. Don't take your fucking work home with you, Jesus.
2: <laughs> Seriously. You're just... Really into
1: the Darren's dad character. She got super into it. It's not even who you're playing, Amanda Peterson.
2: <laughs> she's uh you know she 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 loves diving into all the characters. I guess. <laughs> So third act, as you can tell, was a real rough patch. Oof, but yeah. as a kid, I'm six, I'm seven watching this. Aliens, mm-hmm. to me, didn't bother me then. Because yeah. it's just, it's fun for me, right? We've seen it's
1: also Yeah, it's also just another part of a movie that you're just watching. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't have the uh, the, the, the filmography in you yet. To just go, this last third sucks. Correct. You're six. You're seven years old. You're watching this. You're fucking playing drums. You're doing the fucking thriller dance. You're watching this. Aliens come up. And you're just like, okay, yeah,
2: this is fucking great. Yeah, I mean, we go to space. We're going to see aliens, right? Oh, this is what aliens look like? Cool. I'm all all about it. But watching it now, especially for you, because I know what's expected. I've seen it before. For you going to this third act, this must have been a trip. (laughs) <laughs> like
1: I really did think, like, did I sit on the remote again? Because I do that all the time. Because the little Apple TV remote is so tiny, it just like it gets into fucking couch crevices. Yeah. It gets in my butt. It's all over the place. I thought I hit like a button on the Apple TV because I didn't know I was watching the same movie. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, not only did the movie change, like the um, the story just go completely crazy. And not not too crazy where they meet the aliens or they they get tractor beamed up. I can buy that, yeah. but it gets so fucking childish and silly. And I understand we're watching a PG movie. It gets so it, it but it's not even good silly. It's like did they forget to leave this in or did they forget to take this out? Like why is this in? Why why are we watching this right now? Um, yeah, so think- yeah, that was that was definitely definitely off putting.
2: Yeah, and I think the script only had like two acts. So right, yeah. Going back to um, to what D'Ante was saying, mm-hmm. he had to deal with this third act, no script. Had to deal with um, yeah. the studio rushing, you know, rushing the the movie being made, and then um, I read they changed studio heads in the yeah. middle of this. Mm-hmm. So they prioritized pictures that were coming out and they moved up the release dates on all the movies. So they had to rush again to get yeah. this third act. Like it was just a, a bad all around for him.
1: Yeah. And Dante basically just, it, it seems like just told the studio and just talked him into it and was like, "I'll, you know, we'll just make it up on set in order right. to be that uh, deadline, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean he had to, which sucks because I feel like I I don't know what the ending could have been that would have saved this third act, but um, mm-hmm. they could have pretty much done anything. And
1: yeah, I, I think I yeah, I think I should uh, probably give Joe Dante a little bit of a break here because not, not only do you have to put the entire movie together, hmm. you have to manage actresses and actors and your cast and uh, all areas of production. Yeah. Now you're going to fucking map out the actual story, too. In real, like, as you're doing this day by day, Yeah, you know, whatever you're shooting that day, you have to fucking think, like, how is this going to play out in the end? Or how do I fit my ending around what we're shooting right now? Yeah, um, exactly. So I, I'll give him a little bit of a break on that, but. Very little. I don't know, man. <clears throat> you know, once they take flight and um, what's his name from Gremlins? is like,
2: the, all right. The you know, sheriff, yeah.
1: The, yeah, the sheriff is like fuck yeah. I just feel like there is a story where, where it could almost be like an ET thing where he is like the the intermediary between these kids and their fucking space shuttle, and maybe like the local government coming in to try to fucking, oh, you know, shut them down or something like that. And then, but they're already
2: gone. Like the doctor from ET, that guy. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's I'm trying to think would he get would he go up to space would he somehow get up there like he I, I just
1: I would see it as more of of him just kind of keeping everybody at base so they can get up there
2: Oh like he almost You know stops. what I mean like, the lead up to this move the
1: are we done with the the synopsis Yeah
2: no, yeah yeah
1: down the ax- Okay so going back to the beginning I felt like there was a lot of time getting to know these kids We don't need that much time to get to know these kids I mean it's 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 an eighties movie it's about space fucking yep. just put us right in there. put us right in there. let's get to the to the spaceship way sooner. let's incorporate Gremlin's guy, the sheriff, in more yeah uh, because there's actually tangible storylines that could come out of it. Um, get us up to the spaceship fucking just get to the point that they want to tell us. get back down to earth. Grab the amulet, get back down to Earth, fucking movie over.
2: What about if, like, they were in trouble in space and Cromwell found... (laughs) Fucking Cromwell. (laughs) (laughs) And Cromwell found Wolfgang's coding. But Cromwell and the sheriff used to be childhood friends just like these three Absolute. kids
1: oh, okay. and I'm then they it.
2: go up and like save them like dad sheriff mm-hmm. i don't know something like that where you could intertwine those characters because the introduction yeah. of cromwell is just kind of like yeah his dad's a scientist and he's really smart mm-hmm. but really has doesn't help much as far as like the whole river phoenix is family like there's so many characters there but yeah. yet they, they're useless
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like uh, what's his name? Uh, fuck, what's his name? The 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 director, the little director kid in uh, Super Eight. It's oh. like going to his house with all, all those kids that's and everything. Right. Yeah, and <laughs> fucking just chaos. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. I can I can kind of see that as a tie-in too. I like it. The, or- my whole point is like why? And, and I also get like you don't want to spend too much time and space because that's just that's where a lot of your budget's gonna go.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you don't yeah. you
1: don't want to spend too much time in there. But um I don't know why they spent so much time on these fucking aliens, which now that I look at look nothing like Gremlins. But um <laughs> But know. uh I I don't know why we spent so much time with them. And I don't know if it's just like maybe this is a little too um junior high-ish and not enough like little kid-ish. Where like mm. junior high kids like it just seems so Inauthentic to me or unauth- unauthentic to me that these kids would be like, oh, these fucking aliens are cool. Like, it's Darren wouldn't.
2: Yeah. You can see Ben.
1: Ben's like the space kid.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's seen all the movies, yeah, I- right? All the right, right. But then, um, Darren. They
1: just seem enamored by these fucking aliens, and I don't know why. <sighs> They're fucking horrible.
2: They are horrible. And it, it,
1: and now, I, if you get the <laughs> message, if they're if the whole point is to go up and get a message about Earth, how we should be nicer to each other, whatever that is, just get right to it. Just get it, fucking it, right it. to
2: it. Well, I guess they couldn't be, like, scared, right? You can't have scary aliens mm-hmm. in an 80s. Oh, movie. I want
1: scary aliens. I
2: want a, that. <laughs> but this is a PG movie, right? You're not going to get fucking Xenomorph or.
1: That's what I want.
2: I know. Or Cloverfield, running no. Around. I understand what you mean. Like, it's um, got to be super cheese for 85, yeah. 1985 PG movie. It's almost you're almost borderline Mac and Me ish.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say Mac and Me. You're getting into Elf, uh, um, Elf territory, Alf, and uh, yeah, yeah, fucking Elf territory. The, the, and,
2: yeah. and, and I see why they did it. It just didn't. It just doesn't work. I feel like it's a very mature kind of film for these exact yeah preteens mm-hmm. like it's it's totally more mature agree. than most
1: right yeah I, t- just, I i totally agree
2: and it just gets childish childish in the third act
1: yeah and at a runtime of hour and let's see 40 minutes 48 minutes something like that um 109 minutes
2: 149 yeah, yeah 149 149 minutes yeah or an hour and 49 minutes oh Hour and forty nine minutes. Hour hour and forty nine minutes. Yeah, yeah. That's you fucking
1: long, dude. That's a long PG movie <laughs> that has nothing going it's a on. Great
2: point. That's what I'm saying. Like, That's just cut it point. down. Give me a tight one thirty. <laughs> fucking <Yeah>. cut it. <laughs> I want a one thirty now. I don't care if it's our. Rating. Oh
0: yeah,
1: dude. I'm I'm the same way. I'm oh same
2: my god. Way. I I uh, play a game <laughs> with my wife now where we see a movie right, and I go, okay, maybe we'll watch this tonight if it's two o two. If, it, if if it's 202 we're not watching it if it's 137 we're watching this you know and, and we kind of and, but if it's in the middle it's a debate like all right how many do yeah. we have to go to oh the-
1: yeah higher lower lower <laughs> you're doing the fucking prices right
2: thing yeah i just like i don't have the time i don't want a long movie
1: yeah depending on the movie um yeah, yeah depending on the movie it's it's I I can be there for fucking three and a half hours. But just on the outset of sitting down, not knowing what movie I'm going to watch, or not knowing what the movie I'm about to watch, don't know anything about it, and it's like two-plus hours. I'm like, get
2: fucked. Yeah, If it's Tarantino, it could be six hours. I don't care. But if it's like some Netflix movie that has three stars, I'm like, this thing better be like 125. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, so – Let's get to some final questions here As since yep. we've discussed the whole thing, characters, actors. Um, let's see. Where are we at? So did you think this was better or worse than – because since I'm the only one that has mentioned this movie before. Did, was mm-hmm. this kind of like – Exceeding your expectation, exactly what you thought, better or worse? Where, where did this um, leave you? That's a good question.
1: I, I kind of want to say like, that it's – mad at on... me
2: that I bring it up all the time? No, no, no. I'm not mad.
1: <laughs> I, I'm not, that mad at you, not mad at you for this, for other shit. You know okay, what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, that, no, that, that, that other thing. thing. That's that
2: okay. Oh, I, I, um, I'm apologizing.
1: Well, well, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of want to say like it's on point with what I expected – and up until we get to the fucking aliens. I know. I just did not expect it. And it was such a slap in the
2: face no. that I forgot. I forgot about it. Good. Maybe I that's a good thing. I the second time around. Maybe that's a good thing. Because that first – the first and second act is pretty impactful for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, like yeah. these kids. I – you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm repeating myself. But just to emphasize, I'm like these kids. I am – I love fantasize when I was a kid, fantasizing about just going to space and yep. building something with my friends and just ex- exploring. Uh, that was just... – hey, do I get, get yeah. some? Do I get a prize? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, the, the first and second act means so much to me and the fact that they get to travel to space. I'm so yeah. envious of these kids. I'm like so mad. Like, oh my god, why didn't I get to do this? But – yeah.
1: When when did it turn for you? Like, the, around what age did you start to go, like, this is fucking stupid? Or, like, this is
2: cheesy? Or
1: it, this is goofy? It doesn't make sense. You know what, like I, Even before you, you read about anything, about any of the backstory and shit?
2: I'm sure there was a a really long time where I didn't watch this watch this movie, right? Because I want to say, like, Blockbuster probably never had this. So okay, I couldn't, yeah, yeah. like, sure. find it. This was probably before I illegally acquired film, right? So there's probably, like, a good, like, <laughs> 10 years where I didn't see it. So I okay. want to say, like, maybe, like, in my 20s.
1: Like, yeah, in your 20s, yeah. Huh? Okay.
2: I was able to, like, get my hands on maybe maybe Netflix was then able to, um, like, Brent, di- mail out the disc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so I th- I want to say in my twenties I was like, oh my god, I could watch this again. I remember loving it, and I put it on. And I think as an adult, as much as the nostalgia was there for me in in the first two acts, I think that third act is just it's so weak and forgettable. You're not wrong, man. Um, yeah, that's not what I think about when I when I think about Explorer. So I think it was early twenties um, when I was just like, this, this ending is is rough. But I could see why the movie impacted mm-hmm. me as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat>
1: That's it. You know what I say, Pete? Nah. Remake it. Mm. Remake it. There's, we've just talked about how there are uh, a lot of gaps, a lot of dead time. It's pretty slow. It's longer than it needs to be. And if it's going to be an hour and 49 minutes, then, like, let's pack it with some really good shit. It just just seems like it's not, it's not there. I think it's ripe for a remake.
2: I think if we're going to remake it, it's going to have to go right to Netflix and right after. Doesn't everything? <laughs> yeah, right. And it's going to have to be right after like season 4 of Stranger Things where it's like if you like this, you'll like this.
1: Yeah, 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 true.
2: This is going to be a hard sell, especially for theater. I don't think it's going to I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to work.
1: <clears throat> I will say during this movie I did think about Stranger Things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah I it's, was like it's, okay,
1: like, this is like it's they're it, it's they're all from the same fucking mother, you know, right? Kind of thing. Like, oh, okay, you know, you guys are picking up the whole. And not not to say that it it just occurred to me right now as I was watching what Stranger Things was doing. Yeah. Like, knew what they were doing, but for yeah. some reason, watch. I guess I just don't watch a lot of '80s movies these days. Um, but watching this, I was like, oh my god, that that like uh, kind of like fogginess, you know, in yeah. in some of those night shots and.
2: Mm-hmm. It's fuck- it's that vibe. Here, I got a little uh, Joe Dante clip just uh, touching on oh. the Stranger Things vibe. Here we
3: go. Oh, well, Explorers was uh, one of a number of movies in the 80s that were um, teenage fantasy science movies. And uh, Stranger Things has drawn upon that period and plucked a lot of the elements out of various movies um, to, to recreate that feeling. Um, Interestingly, those movies were not all that successful theatrically in the 1980s, but today seem to be very appealing, which is why they, all this material works on television and stranger things. (laughs) See?
2: Yeah. It makes sense. But I don't see that style working in a theater. I think this is a streaming Hmm thing that 80s thing is a total stream
1: yeah i agree i agree Not i don't like, need uh my nostalgia on a big screen <laughs> I, <guess>. <laughs> <laughs> I i want to say one thing too yeah i absolutely fucking love the original poster too Dude. i think that is such a fucking great poster isn't it it's amazing no Though i i as a little kid i'd be like well it's, i don't remember anybody Riding a skateboard. Why is there two bikes? I don't remember two bikes. <laughs> it's a fucking pick apart shit like that. Because I grew up in a fucking video store, so I would just stare at these movie posters all the time and then eventually watch it. I'm like, I don't remember that in the poster.
2: It's such a great poster.
1: <laughs> I love this if, poster. If you don't
2: know the poster, uh, look it up. Um, the poster is a like a picket fence with glowing light behind it so you know that there's something mm-hmm. beyond this fence. And – there are two BMX bikes and a skateboard leading up on the fence and there's like a hole in the fence. So yeah, there's a couple you, of
1: slides out of the fence. Yeah,
2: so you kinda know like the three people that were on these transportation vehicles, the bikes mm-hmm. and the like, skateboard, have went through this fence and they're they are doing something amazing beyond this fence. It's a great yeah, poster. It's fucking great poster. Ah, I love that you love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a total Stranger Things poster though. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean that's
1: you, you know like summer of 85. I mean all that all the 80s nostalgia shit that's coming out that's going right to Netflix is uh yeah, you can see it in this poster.
2: You know what? And I will I'll be the first one to watch that stuff and I'll give it the the chance that it could deserve. I'm um, like I'm oh, are, I, I want to see it. Are you watching uh are you watching um
1: it through the
2: 80s lens? At first, I am, and then I have to see kind of what the filmmaker does if because mm-hmm. I feel like the filmmaker will let the audience know hey you're gonna need these this eighties lens or yeah, you just need to know of it of the eighties, but you can watch it with twenty twenty vision i gotcha i and I feel like whoever's making a good uh nostalgic 80s piece will let the audience know where and how they need to watch it like summer of 85 i don't think we needed the the 80s lens i think new audiences were able to watch it without trying to put the nostalgia glasses on it worked Mm -hmm. yep i totally agree but some you Uh, know some stuff try to shoehorn some stuff and you're like "Eh, that didn't play
1: Summer right. of 84. I just looked it up. I had, I had to oh. be sure because I'm like, Summer of 85? We're talking about 85? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I looked up Summer of 85. Okay. It's a – um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to – yeah. We don't want to confuse people <laughs> because if they're looking for Summer of 85 or they're looking for Summer of 84 yeah. and we called it Summer of 85. Summer of 85 is a uh, – Sequel. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a sequel, but it's a movie. It's a French movie about oh. two gay dudes. So –
2: Oh,
1: very different movie than the first movie, <laughs> Summer of '84.
2: Yeah, so. that is a totally different movie. But <laughs> Jesus, should I watch that? No, I don't think I. will That's not for, for me. It's not my demographic. I it. Okay, we'll do a commentary. It's not,
0: your,
2: it's not your demo. It's not my demo, yo. Ugh. Um. Okay, we talked about the stuff that it's reminded you of. Uh, how about mm-hmm. the score? I, I fucking love the score of this. Did did that do anything for you? That was
1: something that was, that stood out as well. Nice. Yeah. It was the score. Um, but then at some point it's really, I really love the score, Yeah. but I loved it more when I didn't hear it because I feel like (laughs) this. Well, let me explain.
0: Okay. A lot of
1: times, a lot of times with, uh, like these, like coming to coming of age movies or whatever. Yeah. If, like they're doing something and then they just start talking, have a serious moment. You can hear like strings in the background, you know, like real cheesy shit like that. And I think it was pretty easy to do that okay, because you want to add some kind of weight to the scene. Yeah. But I, I really noticed the score, you know, it being a really good score. But I noticed when it wasn't on because I was just engaged in the movie.
2: Was oh, the, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Jerry Goldsmith. Jerry Goldsmith. Jerry Goldsmith. Goldsmith. Uh, Poltergeist, Goldsmith. uh Mummy. And Explorer. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. great fucking score. I really oh, like yeah. the score. It's pretty epic and uh, really kind of um, makes the movie more mature having that orchestra in the background. Of this I think movie. so too, yeah. It could have been super cheese-like um, synthesizer, and it's not. It's it's an orchestral score, which is pretty yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, we, I mean, if it was more like uh... – you know, mandolin, orange, synth kind of score. Um, I don't think it has the same tone.
2: I don't think it would hold up.
1: I don't think it would hold up
2: either. Because the orchestra stuff holds up nowadays. It's just so prominent when you hear an old, older movie and you hear an epic score. And you're like, oh, my God. It just feels like, I don't, I don't know what the word is. feels like grand.
1: Le- feels legit. like a legit, yeah. Legit. Like an event.
2: Yeah, if you get like an 80s cheese score, if it fits, it works. But sometimes it doesn't hold up in the 80s movies because that was was part of the time. But if you watch it nowadays, you're like, oh, that's a little cheese.
1: How do you think Karate Kid does with an orchestral score? We get no you're, You're the Best Around. We get no Cruel Summer. Maybe we just get orchestral versions of those.
2: Well, I'm cool with those needle drops of those songs because they're pretty <laughs> epic. You get a couple needle drops in, the, in this movie with the little Richard, uh, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. with the song at the end, which again, cheesy third act. But
1: uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think just having a, an orchestral soundtrack is, I mean, that's just timeless because they're all, you know, wood and string and brass instruments. So
2: yeah, it's going to hold I mean, up. those have
1: been around forever. So you know, like, it's always going to be timeless.
2: Exactly. But it works. It's a great uh, score. So Agreed. check, uh People listen to that Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, I think the the best song. It's called "The Construction." So the the song where they're building the uh, the spaceship is a great great score. That's the, that's the montage right there. Yes, oh, such a sucker for that montage. I love it so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I montage. Of, I need a montage of montages, and I want it to be fucking three hours long. It's gonna be.
2: Well, that'd be amazing.
1: Just of all the greatest montages.
2: The mon – yeah. The monster montage? Yeah. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a, a YouTube video. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Someone's montage fucking
1: eating a bunch of Adderall and just spliced them all together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. I think we uh, – I think this is the end of the docket right here. I think we talked about everything up and down. All right. Later. Okay. See you. <laughs> Um spit everywhere. Yeah, we do ratings on this show, which is Yeah, um, we do. Yeah, we do. So you want me to go? you want to go first? Um Tell me. Yeah,
1: I'll go first. Oh okay. I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. Uh yeah, I don't want to reiterate too much of uh you know the the, the, the talking points or whatever, but just to summarize really love the performances, love the three leads. I yeah. think they all are strong uh by themselves and together mm-hmm. um i really like the that that adults don't play a huge role like you get like older kids like older teenage kids but you don't really get a lot of adults i like Correct. that because yeah. if, if you're again you know like if i was a six-year-old seven-year-old watching this for the first time and like there was just a bunch of adults i'd be like get fucked i don't you know, I don't want to watch a bunch of adults. Yeah, but um, so so I like that. I think for the time, it's it, you know, it fits. It doesn't look like it stands out of place with any of those. Uh, you know, this came out the same year as Back to the Future. I think obviously, Back to the Future is a bigger movie, but I don't think this looks any different. Back to the Future may look a little bit more crisp or whatever. Maybe that's just a, from the uh, the different editions that have come out. I can't stand that last act, though. But I you did know. warn me about it. It is what it is, though. You know, it's just part of the movie. You can't get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, and the most we can hope for is a remake. Uh, but I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna give it a uh, – I'm actually going to give it a six on ten. Oh! I, I really – I really dug it. I really dug it. The, the the moments that I liked, I really, really liked. But then, yeah. you know, you get that third act, and it's kind of hard to, to, to not wash that away.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think another way to fix – that third act, like, because one and I feel like act one and one is a little slow, like you said, with um, getting, getting to, to know you, getting to yeah, know yeah. the yeah. kids. But mm-hmm. it's still good performances all around. So you're not, it's not killing you too much because you, you're getting to see Young River, and Young <laughs> Ethan, act pretty well. So you're kind of enamored by by these little ass kids doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but then by that second act of the building of the ship and flying it around the town and stuff, I'm it's just so fantastic. That's that's the that's the one mob, and that's the silver tuna. That act is like the best the one mm-hmm. that sticks with you. It's that third act that's really rough. I, I don't know the best way to fix that, but I'm not here to fix. I'm here to rape. Right. I'm here to love what I love and dismiss what I hate as best I can. But I love that six review. Um, I'm going to have to go with these recent watches in mm-hmm. my 40s now. <laughs> you got to give it more than I do.
1: <laughs> you have to. It doesn't make any sense. I'll go back down to five if you're going to give it a six.
2: Four of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I give it less than you. It just,
1: you just end it with, why would you even pick this? <laughs>
2: Why is this Fuckin on your dog? Four on ten. <laughs> now this is um, I do half ratings and I'm allowed. It's my thing. Yep. Uh, yep. This is this is a seven and a half for me uh, nice. because I, you know that third act is rough. Seven and a half uh, strong. Seven and a half. Nice. I, I do love this movie. This is in my '80s folder of probably a top. 10 top 15 of last starfighter goonies monster squad explorers like the the group of kids films from the 80s this is in there this is if if someone asked me hey give me a list of great 80s movies this is going to be in there Mm -hmm. the the Mm -hmm. reason it gets the knockdown is that third act it's it's i can't even defend it which i could i could have pretended on this show but you know they did this though. Yeah, yep. I could have fought for it. I can't fight for it. And um, you know, I'm a loyalist to my friends, not the film. Good one. <laughs> uh, so we're not far off in ratings, but I had to. I had to just chop it down. I I, I can't give this a nine. That'd look ridiculous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it with a passion I love this movie this this is one of the building blocks that my my dad gave me from you know the local video store this is just this is what made me what I am today liking this and monster squad and all those movies that he allowed me to watch because it was PG
1: right right right
2: (laughs) so I can't knock that and I loved it so much and I just wanted to be these kids um, so, but I'm a realist as far as knowing when something's bad. So, seven and a half. I heard that. Gotcha. <clears throat> all right. I like it. And that's what this show's all about, right? Yes, indeedy. It's almost like, is it what you remembered? And, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're discussing it with someone that has seen it for the first time, first time, to- first time, first time, you can't, you can't argue to make yourself look better or look. You know, strong.
1: It just is what it is. Yeah, it is what it
2: is, man. I'm not that type of guy to be like, "You're fucking wrong, bro." Oh, dude,
1: I, I did that for so many years. I can't do that anymore.
2: <laughs> so I
1: deleted Facebook and Instagram and Reddit's going to be gone too. I just can't. Uh, I don't want to see people arguing anymore.
2: No, nah, I'm the worst arg. I'll lose any verbal argument <laughs> ever. I'll, I'll lose you it. I like, I'm care. out. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, let's just move on. right? I'm like, no, nah, I don't really like those chips. Uh, those chips are the best. Cool. They, You're right. They are. Like, cool. the, yeah, I'm they're great. Really yep,
1: absolutely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's because I just don't want to confront anyone. I just want to walk away. Cool. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Everybody wins. just get along. Just, just leave me alone.
2: That's it. Well, Alex, I'm glad you were able to knock this off your docket.
1: Well, Pete, it was a pleasure talking about one of your favorite movies of all time. It is. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's it, it was. I mean, this has got to be three or so years since I've heard of Explorers.
2: Um, yeah, probably even more than that. Probably, I probably, probably even more
1: than that. Yeah, yeah,
2: and I'm I'm glad we got to do a show about this, so um, more people can maybe watch it or maybe show it to their kids, and they'll yeah, totally. love
1: it. Yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking about Law and I'm like, would would Law show his kids this? Um I think i probably think it's a little cheesy to start with and probably get into it. And then by the time the aliens show up, they just all look at each other and go, crease. <laughs> it's a callback.
2: I don't know. Um, I think I think this could work. Maybe. I, yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. or uh definitely I mean maybe his kids are a little too older. A little too old mm-hmm. to start this, but if you're starting, maybe like, I don't know. I don't even know how old kids are when they're watching things. Oh, <laughs> no idea. 10? I think they can be any age when they're watching things.
1: <laughs> I'm crazy, though. I'm not a scientist.
2: All right. Well, something's PG-13, PG-10, 9, 10. I have no idea. I don't have children. Uh, but I think this is a, this is a pretty cool film to get your kid into Sci-fi yeah. movies and stuff like that. It's a good lead-in.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, that was Explorers 1985. Off the docket. Do you have like a board that you scratch these off when you're done? Let me do, do. Hold on Let oh,
1: yeah. we go.
2: Let me see. Pull the mic towards it. Yeah. yeah. You heard you it here, folks. You heard it scratched off the docket. Scratched off the docket. He's got a million more on there, though. You better get a new pen.
1: <laughs> I got the whole fucking DC filmography to go.
2: <laughs> Scratch him off. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I'll be your witness. Yeah, you saw him. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for the docket. Stay tuned for more shows on bitchmedia.net. Thank you, Alex. And thank you, John Dante, you, for Explorers.
1: <laughs> See ya. See you. Yeah, baby. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Buy some merch at BingeMedia.net slash shop. Subscribe to our newsletter at BingeMedia.net slash newsletter. And don't forget... I didn't stop giving hand jobs because I wasn't good at it. I stopped giving hand jobs because I was the best at it.